welcome to a special Foam Brewers Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. So, we've had two Foam Brewers beers on the podcast before, and we actually weren't big fans of them. So, Kyle Norman had given us those because he got them from someone else, and then he just gave us three more... So I was like, you know what, we should just go ahead and do a showcase for this brewery. Unfortunately, we only have three beers for this, but we've done it in the past. So if you want to find the other episodes, you can go to the website, BrutalBattle.com, and in the search bar in the top right, just put Foam or Foam Brewers or whatever, whatever Foam-related, and those episodes will come up so you can listen to those. But we didn't like those beers, and I think a big part is we're not big on the hazy IPA craze. So we are doing a showcase for Foam, but just know... We're biased against hazy IPAs for the most part, and that's the type of beer we have in front of us, and that's what Foam is most well-known for, although that's not all they do. And that's we'll all, talk that's about that. all we have, unfortunately. Correct. But. That's what we have. Well, not unfortunately. Fortunately, because Kyle Norman gave it to yeah. us. So big thanks to Kyle Norman. So if we end up not liking these beers, it is what it is. That doesn't mean everyone else won't like it. We just aren't with a lot of other people with the hazy beer craze, so... But there's some really cool information on foam brewers, and I say let's jump into it because they are making a lot of buzz in the craft beer community and have been for the past bunch of years. Mm, cool. Even though they're young. So before we crack a beer, they were established in 2016, so they're really only four-year-old brewery at this point, but already making big waves. Now they have five people who are kind of their main core group who run the whole thing, and that's Danny Casey, Danny spelled with an I, a female, uh, Bob Grimm, John Farmer, Todd Hare, and Sam Keen. Sorry, I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> Sam Keen. Um, so those are the five core people, and I'm not going to talk really about Danny Casey or really that much about John Farmer because... Those individuals kind of came much later after after the brewery had already gotten going. So it's mainly focused on how everything came to be with Bob Grimm, Sam Keen, and Todd Hare. Those were the three guys who initially came together and started Foam Up. So I'll mainly just be talking about them. But let's try a beer. Okay. So the first one we have is a pale ale. Now it just says pale ale, but they're known for just doing hazy so, I don't know, maybe we'll be surprised and have not hazy? I don't know, because it doesn't specify. But a pale ale named Canvas, and it is 4.5% alcohol. I like that uh, alcohol point for a hazy beer. And they're out of Burlington, Vermont. Now, obviously, you have to stand out somehow if you're going to open up in Vermont these days. Or even four years ago when foam opened up. These are all 16-ounce cans. But they don't only do 16-ounce cans for distributing. Yep. You see some haze there? Haze. Haze. Haze for days. I mean, hopefully we'll like it, but... Yeah, it's yellow. Yellow hazy. You know. Yeah, it's... um. Yep. It is very yellow. And obviously very hazy. It's got a decent head to it with the way it was poured. Smells very pineapple-y. Yeah, I agree with that. It's very pineapple-y, but there's also some pine. Mm -hmm. It's like pineapple and some pine. I feel like I get almost a slight pepper note in the nose. Like okay. black pepper. I'm type. getting some, like, Vaseline. You know what? 
it's interesting because I'm pretty sure that that was a descriptor you had given for their other two beers that we had. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And I can see, I see what you're saying. It's got that yeasty, bready smell that we get from hazy IPAs. Yeah, it's very hazy IPA smelling. But it smells kind of light. Hopefully it's kind of refreshing. Going in. Doesn't taste like much. No, it's very light on the flavor. It has some decent bitterness. It's okay. I mean, there's a little bit of, I get a little bit of pineapple at the end. With a little bit of that pine that we say we're also getting in the nose. It's very light. But there is like this, there's the yeasty breadiness that kind of carries throughout the entire beer. Which isn't a big surprise since it's a hazy, um, I mean, it's a, it's a beer. Yeah, it's, I, I can't say I don't like it because there's not a lot of flavor there. Right, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't dislike it, but I don't particularly like it either. It's, it's, it's a beer. There's more bitterness presenting in the end of the beer than I assumed there would be. It's kind of surprising for a hazy beer that it's that much bitterness at the end, but it kind of seems like it's more bitterness from that yeast and not from the hops, although it may very well just be from the hops. And it also, with the way that the beer kind of plays on your tongue after each sip, it kind of comes off as a little bit dry, like brute style, you know, like kind of a little bit effervescent, like, like brute IPAs are kind of done that way. I don't taste the Vaseline, which is good. Yeah, me neither. Um, I can drink that. Yeah. And actually, if you get like a larger sip, I get actually a little bit of orange character coming through. That's where more of the flavor pops out is if you kind of take much larger sips of, well, not take sips of it, but kind of take like a gulp of the beer. And honestly, that's kind of what I found with hazy beers in general for me to get more flavor out of it. Like the level of flavor I am closer to liking, I have to take gulps of the beer instead of taking, you know, normal sips of the beer. Okay, so, you know, not huge on it, but whatever. Okay, so, uh, starting off with the the story for Todd Hare, because he's kind of the guy that they that they followed first in the main article that I found. I took, I took from two articles. I forget where the one was from. It was from like some Vermont magazine or periodical. And the other one that I got a lot of info from and left a lot of info there is from good beer hunting. So if you want to read extensively about foam, go to goodbeerhunting.com. They have very good, very extensive articles. So, Brooklyn Brewery does this thing called the Michael Jackson Beer Education Scholarship. And Todd Hare had actually applied for that scholarship and ended up getting it through the American Institute of Wine and Foods. He ended up going to school at the Siebel Institute, which is where a lot of people in the brewing industry go. And when he was there, he was kind of one of very few people who weren't there from large breweries like big production breweries. So he felt kind of like out of place in a way, but he was like, hey, this is what I'm doing because he wanted to get into, you know, brewing. So then after that, he ended up going out and putting some time in at Tremont Brewery in Boston. Then he spent 14 years at Magic Hat 
wow. in Burlington. And while he was in, in Magic Hat, at Magic Hat, he kind of worked his way up all the way to head brewer. But one of his problems at Magic Hat is that he got really bored with just continually brewing very large batches of beer and the same beer just all the time, which I'm sure back then it was Magic Hat number nine because that, that was kind of like the big one. Um, so he, he was getting really bored with that. So he's like, eh, it's kind of time for a change. So then he went and started working for Switchback Brewing, which apparently is kind of just down the road from Magic Hat. And that's where he started being able to have more control, kind of do different beers, do smaller batches, not feel like he's totally bored doing all this, you know, large batch brewing. Um, so the big production style just really wasn't his thing. Meanwhile, Sam Keen graduated from University of Vermont with a degree in nutrition and food science. And Bob Grimm went to State University of Plattsburgh, which is in New York, and studied food service and human nutrition. Now, both of these individuals ended up eventually getting jobs at Switchback, where Todd Hare was working, yeah. and had become the head brewer. So those two ended up working under Todd, and so they ended up actually forming a, a pretty nice relationship, the three of them. So... Hare, at, during this time, actually ended up feeling like he wanted to do something even further. So on the side, he started doing wild beers himself under the moniker of House of Fermentology. He was just out doing his own thing. Now, during that time, while he's doing that, Keenan Grimm decided, hey, I think we should start a brewery. And then they thought, you know who would be great to get in on that? Todd because he's has so much experience and he's the head brewer where we currently are working. So they went to him and they were prepared to beg him basically, but they really just had to give him some weeks. Apparently he put a lot of thought into it and then eventually came back and was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Um, but apparently actually after they had asked him, the weeks were passing and it created kind of like a weird dynamic at work because mm -hmm. they were all three still working at switchback and, you know, it's this kind of weird thing of I like, bet. we just asked someone who we work with at this company if they want to leave and start another company like it. So what if they say no? Like, is there animosity? You know, yeah. it's one of those things. So luckily he said yes. So they went ahead and um, got it underway. And, and they gradually left. I think Todd was the last one to leave. And then they started designing the space. And when they did, when they were creating their tap room for foam, um, they got, what's his name? Russ Bennett to do the design for it. Now, Russ Bennett was the guy who had done the tap room for Magic Hat, which apparently is really nice and, and well laid out. But he's also done design for the band Fish for what? shows and festivals that they've oh, done. Oh, interesting. So they wanted to kind of have more of like a creative aspect to their brewery and bringing creativity together, which I'll talk a little bit more about after our next beer. So yeah. Now, the next one is not a pale ale, but it is a straight IPA. And this one is called, called Things I Imagined, and it is 6.5% alcohol. And it's interesting to note that the tabs, the pull tabs on these are normal, except the canvas is a black pull tab. Yeah. But the canvas also has just a white label. Yeah. It's very blank, as is a canvas. 
Alright, let's see what we can get out of this one. We're stepping up in alcohol. Two percentage. So let's see. This is about the same color, yeah, maybe a little same. more orange to it. Yeah. A little more. Yeah. It do- and honestly, it doesn't look as like milky hazy as the canvas did, I would think. Plus the bubbles on top. There's more like large bubbles. What do you smell on that? This is a way dialed back nose. Yeah. There's really not is. a lot. Maybe some mango. Yeah, I could see the mango. It doesn't smell as yeasty as no. that canvas, which is a positive for me. There is. It smells a little wild. Yeah, I was going to say there's something, actually, there's something that smells like flowers, a little yeah. floral to me. Not in a bad way. It's just like this hint of floral. What do you mean by wild? Like, you feel like there's it's a little funky smelling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It does smell a little funky-ish, I guess, when you focus on it. I don't think it's wild, but I don't know. I think maybe it's just that particular kind of citrusy smell mixed with the yeasty notes. Yeah, but I, I guess I agree with you with the mango. Mango with some tan- tangerine and some flowers. Yeah, that's what I smell. But it's not a strong nose at all, which is weird because I expect from hazy beers to have much stronger noses. I like this. Whoa. Hold up. It tastes like a creamsicle. Yeah, it's what's like going lactose. on here? What else? Yeah, there's got to be other stuff in here. Oh, okay. What? Hold on. Okay, there we go. I'm glad I didn't know this so we could kind of pick this out or didn't say it. Um, very fine print. Brewed with vanilla, lactose, and pineapple. Got it. Okay, because that makes sense. Because I'm like, it tastes like a creamsicle. Like, it's very vanilla-y. Yeah. It tastes, tastes like there's lactose in there. Yeah, it does taste like that. Ooh, yeah, it's very creamy. And the vanilla is super present with that pineapple, that citrusy pineapple just coming in there. Um, the pineapple's not crazy. Like, it's not super high. It's mainly that vanilla and the creaminess and some... I, I actually do get that little bit of, like, a floral... I no, good. Now, this is what I think makes hazy beers good for me, is when they do like a milkshake IPA like this. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Add some fruit, add some lactose, add some vanilla, like cream it up. Because then I feel like you're you're kind of blending that yeastiness into something that makes it taste good. It's, it's more balanced. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I dig that. Yeah, that's good. good. And it's not it's not heavy either. No, like it's it really also light. yeah, it also seems it's flavorful, but it also seems so light. It's light that's and refreshing. Good. Wow, I'm happy with that. That is nice. Hmm. Yeah, I dig that beer. That's cool. For what's in it and how it tastes, it's kind of blowing my mind how sessionable, like how quickly I could drink that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So more information on foam. I do want to read you real quick. Um, They have like this kind of poem type thing on their website that's called an ode to foam, which kind of gives you an idea why they picked foam as the name. 
So I'm going to read it to you. It is a little bit over the top, but just to give you an idea of where they were going. Foam, it's always been an unconscious calling, like drifting into a cumulus cloud bank on a sun-drenched day, or collapsing in a frothy curl of a breaking wave. Foam, it's natural beauty that rises up and is here and gone in a moment in time. I have spent my working life in foam, beer foam that is, brewing beer, conjuring up mixtures of malt and hops to ferment into a crowning moment of beer. Great beer has always sat under foam. Foam, it's not one ingredient that gives stability. It's many interwoven to create a structure of strength pouring out visual excitement. As I sit for a time, I enjoy that moment. All that remains is the lacing that adorns the empty glass and the making of a great memory. Until next time, see you under the foam. <laughs> that's, ri- that's written by Todd Hare. It's ridiculous, right? I feel like you get that from, like, all newer breweries. It's like this, like, we're avant-garde, we're cool and hip, like, here's a poem about who we are. Like, just be them. Just be who here's, you are. Here's a poem about foam. <laughs> Just be who you are. We don't need that stuff, but I thought it was worth reading because we always kind of jab at breweries for doing that stuff. You don't need it. Nobody cares about that. Somebody might. Yeah, maybe someone. So anyway, they do have a big focus on kind of keeping it fun, keeping things light, keeping things creative, and also kind of blending creativity into how they interact with the community. They have a lot of events that they do at their tap room, probably not at the moment, but they at least did have a lot of events at their tap room and they kind of do something rotational to do different things to kind of, you know, keep the creativity flowing and keep, keep it jiving with the community, not just the community, but beer tourists who show up as well. So they ended up brewing 350 unique recipes in their first three years in existence. That's a lot. That is a lot. And that kind of speaks to the kind of trying to keep it, fun and fresh and funky, basically. Uh, And then they were, in 2017, they were named one of the best new brewers by Rate Beer. Hmm. So if you, you know, are big into Rate Beer. Um, Like I said, they try and keep things fun and exciting. So they don't rebrew a lot of recipes. Only certain ones will they really rebrew if they're planning on canning them to have them kind of consistently available, but it's not that many of them. They like to keep you know, making new recipes or taking recipes and tweaking them. So, yeah. Uh, this ends up keeping the brewery, the brewers more happy and engaged and the tap room kind of more interesting because each week it's kind of a different lineup of beers, mm. which it, with, you know, nowadays craft beer community, that's how you keep bringing people in. If you think about it, someone who's who went to a brewery one week and tried a lineup of beers, did samplers or whatever... Uh, then they see next week, oh, the lineup is different or different enough. I uh, think I might go back and try those. So you just kind of have a good pull to bring people in. They try to look at uh, the new recipes, new beer uh, new beer names, and new label art that they get for their beers as new opportunities to create to try and keep things exciting. They say mm-hmm. that, you know, continually going through this work and trying to come up with new beers, trying to come up with new names, new labels, all that stuff – it can start to feel overwhelming. It can start yeah, to feel sure. also kind of monotonous, like brewing just the same big batch of beer all the time. But they try to change their mindset of these are opportunities. This is our opportunity to be creative, to have fun with it, to do something different. 
And you can see, you know, their can art's very different. They're all very different. Obviously, the names are different because they always have to be, but, you know. Uh, they have a focus on art, whether it ends up being the actual brewing that's going on, metalwork, painting, etc. And their taproom tap events change, like I was saying, to kind of jive with um, the community and keep things really, really fresh, basically. So, uh, yeah. So that's all I have to say about them. That's all this stuff. And then I'll talk about some beers that they have available currently. I can't go through and do, like, these are the core beers and, you know, stuff like that because they don't really have that. So They're they don't have any around. staples? Um, Not that I was able to find. Because I, I, like, I like to have a blend of both. I like a brewery to have, like, okay, I can always go there and get this. Right. I can always go there and get this. Um, I, but I also like the variety, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't not like a brewery to not have anything the same all the time. Now, as far as I could find, there was a lot of emphasis on doing new recipes and not trying to re-brew, but that doesn't mean that that isn't happening. It's possible that they have like one or two beers that are always on tap. Um, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I agree with you. Like my preference is if I go to a brewery, you know, say they have like eight taps, what I would really like is, you know, five of them, you know, four or five of them are rotational, new every single time I come there, something different. And then the the other, you know, three or four of them are beers you can always get that everyone knows are really solid. Yeah. Okay. So our last beer is called Local Dork. Good name. Love this name. It's in collaboration with a hop farm, I think. Does it say? It says there's somewhere. The can art stretches like the whole freaking can, so. Champlain. Champlain? Champlain yeah, that, Valley Hops. Okay, yeah. That's who it's in conjunction with. And what hops are in it? It says F. Chinook, I Cascade think. Cascade and Chinook. Okay, Cascade and Chinook. Okay, so local hops. And it is a double IPA. What's AB? I think it's 8.5. Yeah. How do you know all this? Because I looked at them before the... So it's we're going up to ABV each, each step. Yeah. From the pale ale to the IPA to the double. Okay, so this will be a big test because usually we really don't like hazy beers that are higher ABV because they have a hard time standing up to the ABV. Let's get in there. Regardless, we're down to try the beers. It's always fun. Let's try this dork. So this is definitely the most orangish. Yeah, by far. It's very hazy. It's probably the... I don't think it's as hazy as the canvas, but probably right behind it. You're smelling your arm. Yeah. Do you not smell much? Yeah, again, not tons going on in the nose. You really got to reach. It does smell kind of grainy, though. There is kind of like a resin, like a resiny smell, like pure lupulin resin smell. One. I feel like it smells funky. That's probably the, that yeastiness in there. Surprisingly, I, I felt like at 8.5% alcohol, I'd be smelling some of that alcohol, but mm. not really. I don't smell much of anything. Yeah, no. I mean, it smells bready. It smells yeasty. I get 
some of that kind of like resininess, lupulin, and then some un some some sort of citrusy something, but it's so light. Orange, I guess. Alright, you already tasted your thoughts. Doesn't taste like much. Yeah. It does not taste it has like more much. flavor than the canvas. I would hope so. It's four percent alcohol higher. It has to to stand up to that. I will say that I'm impressed with the fact that the alcohol's not overcoming the beer. Yeah, it's it's. I don't perceive much of the alcohol at all. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I'm starting to get like a nice pininess coming through. Actually. It's a little sappy, like sap pine, because the mouth feels a lot thicker, it too. It is. You definitely get a thick mouthfeel, that's for sure. There's a bit of a resin coming through on it. Yeah, resiny, piney. Actually, as I continue to sip it, I feel like that yeasty note is calming down, and that pine's kind of rising above it, and it's starting to balance out better. I'm actually kind of digging on this. Yeah, I it's like not it. it's not super strong crazy flavors, but it's crazy smooth and easy for eight it and a half percent. Yeah, the aftertaste is pretty orangey too. I could see that. I actually like that. I'm I am pleasantly surprised with how that turned out. The first few sips. It was just like, I'm not tasting a whole lot. This yeah, is kind of, still, what is this? pretty light on the flavor. Yeah, but also the fact that it's that easy to drink at that alcohol level yeah. for an IPA, especially for a hazy IPA, that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, I like it. I actually like it. It kind of, like, in the last bit, I took, like, a big swig of it. It tasted like p- kind of piney... Orange juice. Hmm. I'm going back to the canvas because you know we're going to be ranking these. So, pretty sure I already know where we're going, but. After having the uh, local dork, I feel like the canvas tastes better. Does it? Yeah, but it's also. That kind of, like, effervescent brute quality to it is so strong. Like, it feels like it's tickling the back of my throat. I think maybe part of it is that kind of, like, menthol-y burn you can, cooling burn you can get from, like, cryo hops is what it kind of seems like to me. You're right. It definitely is more flavorful now. Yeah. And, well, and maybe that's because it sat there a little bit longer and warmed up. Um, it's not bad. No. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, so here are the beers that they have available right now. That's the best I can do for them, because like we were saying, they just keep going through recipes. Built to Spill Double IPA. Dead Wax IPA. Think I'm in Love Double IPA. Together or Alone Double IPA with Oats and Lactose. That's one we've had before. Tasman Sun. Lightly Dry Hopped Pills. Mm. I would love to try that Pilsner. Cherry Colored Funk. A fooder age wild beer with cherry. Blossom, a farmhouse pale ale, which is also wild. Gimme Fiction IPA with oats. Lord Leopard IPA with oats and conditioned on passion fruit. Hmm. That sounds awesome to me. 
It's also incredibly loud. A sour with oats, wheat, lactose, and condition on toasted coconut, vanilla bean, and apricot. That sounds good. That sounds amazing. Skinny Ghost, which is a brute pale ale, and What's in My Head, which is a double IPA with oats. Hmm. And that's what you got. So that is all I have to say about foam. I enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to. Once again, it's it's one of those things, too, where when we do these showcases, it makes you like the brewery more inherently. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily the beers, but... Like the brewery more. Like appreciating, you, you get the back, background yeah. story, and it's always a feel-good story. All the work they went through yeah. to get things going, and the creativity, and the cool ideas, the different ideas. So, yeah. Foam Brewers, if you guys really want us to try other stuff of yours, and you hear this, you can certainly reach out to us and send us some beers. <laughs> BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so, it's ranking time. So, we're going to have the same ranking. Probably. So the number three is going to be the canvas, the paleo. My number two is the local dork. That's the IPA, the local IPA with the Simcoe or Chinook and Cascade. And my number one is Things I Imagined. And that's the IPA with the, what is it again? Vanilla, lactose, and pineapple puree. My number one is actually close, believe it or not, but same ranking. Same ranking, yeah. It's just, I, I was close to giving that local dork the number one spot really? because of how impressed I am for with how sessionable that beer is at 8.5% and how you can't really taste that alcohol when it's a hazy IPA. Because think about the hazy, like, imperial double, triple IPAs we've had before. Can you remember thinking any of them were decent to drink? It's true. No. Like, they're all a disaster because they usually can't stand up to the alcohol level. This? Pretty impressive. So, but it's my number two because, man, I just want to drink more of that things yeah, I imagine. so good. That's very tasty. So. Well, thank you, Kyle Norman, for hooking us up with these. Yeah, these are better than the other beers we've had by Foam Foam. And that's, that was his whole point, why he gave them to me. When he gave them to me, he was like, look, I know you guys weren't big on the other Foam stuff I gave you, but I gave you some other beers. Try these. Hopefully you like them more. That was accurate. He was right. So thank you, Kyle Norman. And thanks, Foam Brewers. Because, you know, making beers. Always cool. Cool. You uh, have any final thoughts on this? Uh, I think just to keep it brutal. I feel so-